morning, everyone. So while I was standing there, just here, the Lord was just putting on my heart about emotional abuse for, for marriages. But the way he said I really didn't want to share, to be honest, because the word generally said that to stay with someone generally unto death unless it's like fornication or just something that extreme. But what he's saying is saying, what do you do when somebody emotionally abuses you to the point where there's no physical cut or bruises so you can't report it to the to the law enforcement but each and every day you've been cut down you've been ripped you've been tear apart and here they use the scriptures to say that you should stay god is not religious and what he's saying he's not religious so this is not for everyone but there are specific, specific people that here and even listening online that Lord is saying, you know you've been crying out and you're asking me, Lord, what is the way forward? What do I need to do? Every time I, I get submerged in this and all of these just cut and ripped apart, ripped apart, but just... The pain, you can't even explain it, can't even describe it. It's, it's more excruciating than having um, than childbirth. And the Lord is saying, you know what I'm saying to you, but because of the general word, you, 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 don't, you don't want to step out of yourself and just do what I'm telling to do. So this word is for you specifically, the Lord is saying, it's time to walk away. And if you need, if you need direction and even more counseling that, I mean, Lionheart is for members, but the point is the, the Lord wants you to be free. The Lord wants you to be free to fulfill the purpose and destiny that he has for you. And if that is like a shackle or handcuff on you, that you're not able to fulfill what God has for you, that's more important than you staying in, a, in, in an environment saying you're sacrificing for God. Because you're not sacrificing for God in that situation. Now there's time when you're in a marriage and God say, because you're there, you're sanctifying the marriage. And it's for the purpose of getting that person saved. That's not for everyone. So you know in the core of your being, he said, as many that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. So in the depth of your being, you know that thing is burning and registering in your spirit. That's how you know that is God. And God is saying, I don't want you to stay in that situation, in that environment. So you know what to do. Be led by the Spirit of God and not about the generic word that is going forth. I'll give you an example. There's a season when the Lord wanted to take me down a road for, um, for, for prosperity. At the time, Pastor was teaching about, you know, just getting the scriptures and speak the scriptures and meditate it, right? So I have my list of scripture and I'm hearing I'm going to do what the man of God is saying. But that wasn't for me at the time. So when I have the scripture and I go, God said, put that thing down. I'm going to show you what I have for you. But on that road was a lot of generational poverty and just some in-depth stuff that me going over that, all I was going to have is hope deferred. He had to go another way and cut those ties to hell and to destruction before I could get to that point where when I say the scripture, it registers in. Because I don't know if you notice, there's some ears in your life when you're trying to say the word, but unconsciously in the depth of your being, it's, like it's not registered, it's not synchronizing. God is saying there's some junk in the trunk that need to come out first. And then once that is out, when you're saying the word, you register, and that's when faith 
accelerate. That's when faith is activated where there's a force that goes with it that you know it's impossible for you not to get what God says. But until then, there's a road, there's a path that God wants to take you down to get you what you need. So don't be religious because God is not religious. He's a good father. Which father would really want his daughter to be abused consistently, continuously? And he came and opened his mouth. All he sees when he said, what's going on, um, daughter? You said, everything is good. But the, your, your countenance, everything is just so. This is you. Your, your soul is hanging on the ground wherever you go. And when you leave the house, you try to perk up just to, to put on a facade. Christianity is not a life of pretend. So God wants you to come out of the shadow and walk in what he has for you fully. For who the Son set free is free indeed. And God, the man, command you to be free. So be obedient to what God is saying to you. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful word for somebody. Most of us have had to walk down that path. I know we were in a meeting this morning about evangelism in small groups, and that's something that uh, I and Randall were talking about. Uh, Joe was talking about how when, you know, Joe came straight out the world into the church. So... You know, when he left, you know, he was in the, uh, the rap game, as they call it. And when he came out, they thought he was a fool. They were like, how you going to eat? How you going to make money? And, and so how he had to reject those individuals uh, in order to come to a higher place. So when he shared that, I was saying, well, that's how Randall and I were. We had to come out of tr religious tradition that way. Um, you know, this is not a plug towards Baptists or anybody else. It's just that the particular Baptist church that we were a part of, they were stuck in religious tradition. They didn't want to go anywhere. And in order, and, and it's funny because people, in order to stay in slavery, emotional bondage, spiritual malnutrition, whatever it is, it's amazing the type of scriptures that people will use to keep you in prison. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, you know, and then your family members will say, well, we've been a pillar in this community. It doesn't matter how many pillars you have been. It doesn't have to do with anything. You know, we've been a part of this church for 30 years. What does that have to do with anything? You know, no, nobody even usually shops at the same store for 30 years. You know what I mean? It's just the excuses. And, and the, what he said is very, very key, that God is not religious like that. And you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say, regardless of how holy or how perverted. If you use one scripture, you can make it say anything that you want to say. And that is, a lot of people stay in bondage too long because, well, the Lord is using me to make a difference. No, he's not. Okay? He is not that needy. There's sometimes you stay to make a difference, and then sometimes it is time to go, or you're going to lose your destiny forever. And I was not willing to make that decision. You know? Uh, T.D. Jake said, a, said something years ago, and when he said it, um, <laughs> I knew that most people didn't pick it up, but because of what I had been through, I was able to pick it up. He was just preaching, and then all of a sudden he said, I didn't leave you because I was mad at you. I left you because I saw that the ship was sinking, and I didn't want to go down with it. And so, but everybody seems to think that their ship is not sinking. You know, everyone seems to think that their food is good. How many know you are the one that determines if the food is good, not the one cooking it? 
every restaurant says, we got the best meal in town. We'll see about that. I don't believe in going to restaurants when the parking lot is empty. That's a sign. But on a serious note, that's very, very serious, is that most people stay in problems much longer than they're supposed to stay. We stay in bondage much longer than we're supposed to stay. And, and, and that's an amazing thing because God's love for you will interrupt a scenario to get your attention, to let you know, I'm doing this for you because you're not going to do it for yourself. Okay? And so, so that's, you know, that's what it is. You have to pray about that. And, and let me say something, y'all. It's very, very... Uh, very, very important. You know, uh, I have to be very careful because this type of ministry will find itself sometimes at war with, with his own brethren. I mean, the war is against the dark side. But unfortunately, when you read the Old Testament, you will see that, that the children of Israel were not always fighting the enemy. Sometimes they were fighting their own brothers. It was, it was infighting. It was war because some had gotten off track and others had. And, and what's crazy is, is that when it was war, usually in, in, in a lot of cases, both sides end up losing people. So I had to be very, very careful because, you know, everything that says it's the gospel is not the gospel. Every person that says they pastor a church is not a church. You know, there are, you know, the United States has embassies like 310 embassies around the world. And, but in, in the kingdom of God, there are a lot of men that opened up their own embassy without the government's permission. And, and because they have a few people, or even a lot, people didn't think they're legit. And, and there's nothing worse than the slave becoming a manager over God's people. And then putting them in a prison, you know. And, you know, we were just talking this morning. I'm just, just kind of, you know, uh, what's the word, tailing when you come behind somebody out? Piggybacking, thank you. Just kind of piggybacking off of what he shared. And we were just talking about how it's so, when it comes to leadership, you look at, you look at what Jesus did and you look at what men do. Jesus found a group of people, <laughs> said, watch me for a few days. Now go out there and practice this and let me know when you have a problem. He empowered them in a few days to do exactly what he did. Now what we have is we put you in Bible school for two to four years and say you're not even qualified unless you have a degree for ministry. And then when you graduate, you can't do anything. You don't even get people saved. Most people don't know that even in seminary school, half the men that are in seminary school are not even born again Christians. I'm talking about the instructors, not the students. Most people don't know that. These are philosophers. These are not born again. Because that's what they teach at these dead schools. It's philosophy. They're not teaching the kingdom of God. And so we just have a huge issue going on where God's children are in, in, in bondage in some form or fashion. Some form or fa fashion they are in bondage. And the men that he called to help set them free, they put them in more bondage. You come out of prison to go into another one. Being rescued to be treated worse than, when you, than before you were in the situation. So whoever that is for, let me say that, that you have to have boldness. You'll have to have courage. Because making those decisions like that, not only do you feel alone, you feel like God will turn his back on you because of what other men have said. Okay. And so I come from those circles where if you leave a church, all of a sudden now you're going to go down to the ground. 
And see, I'm one of those ones, if you say something like that, I'm going to pay attention to every person that leaves the church. And what I notice is that every person went up. See, I don't just, I don't just drink the Kool-Aid, you know. <laughs> I'm the one that takes the Kool-Aid to a laboratory and analyze this mess. <laughs> See what y'all putting in here. You know, but it is a, uh, I always tell people, and this is where I close this. Never be afraid to act if you believe it's the Lord. If it's a mistake, you'll know it after you make the decision. And with God, it really is that simple. You make the decision, and if it's the wrong decision, what do you do? You just turn right back. We do that in every single area of life. I left one church and went to another. I think I made the wrong decision. Go back. <laughs> I mean, what? I was headed to your house, Mozart, and I turned down the wrong street. <laughs> we didn't turn around, you know what I'm saying? So I can't stand that commercial. Don't you falling down, you can't get up. Get your behind up, you know you can get up. It's a commercial. Okay, but, but I'm saying you can't be afraid to step out. Just reverse the mistake. It's just, but but there's, this, there's this thing that lingers over your head. Man, if I make one wrong decision with God, he's going to leave me forever. Now, he didn't leave you when you were in the world. He didn't leave you when you were cussing him out and hanging out at the nightclub and popping bottles and smoking and drinking and sleeping around and acting a complete fool. He was still trying to get you. But now that you are on his side, he's now waiting for you to make one mistake so he can slam you over the top of the head when you're trying to get free from somebody that want to keep you in prison. Mm, no. And I had to get delivered of that myself. And um, because I'm delivered of that, then I'm able to help deliver other people. And whether, let me tell you something. Like my wife said, all marriages could work out, but not all will. Everyone can be healed, but not all will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and so let me just leave that alone before I say something and incriminate myself. But you know what? Let me say this. And if it's related to church, show me one scripture in the Bible where you're supposed to stay at a church because the pastor asked you to. One. So if God is going to rebuke you and curse you, you'd be able to find a scripture that says, thou shall not leave a pastor's church when he tells you not to leave and God will curse you. And if you can't find that anywhere in the Bible, you better walk. These boots are made. I shouldn't have seen that song. I don't know. I sing these parts of a song and don't know the rest of the song. But y'all, that's very, very serious. You better learn how to walk. I had a, uh, talking to this girl one time, her and her husband wanted to see me for counseling. Yes, well, you know, we don't know what to do, you know, because we're at this church and we're really not learning anything and, 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 and everybody is leaving and we don't know what to do. And I, I, so just out of curiosity, I said, well, how many people start at church? Three, me, my husband, and the pastor. I didn't even have to pray. I said, get out. You are the only thing that's lingering around that's giving him the idea that he's still called. If you leave, he will recognize, hmm, it's just me and the sound engineer. Maybe I messed up. Because maybe God told him to close the thing down because I didn't call you to do that, and he left it open. And remember what Jesus said. He said, if you don't get your act together, I'll just close it for you. And that's one of the ways you can tell when a church is actually messing up is the numbers will start going in reverse.
y'all good. How you know the Lord loves us with a love that is. And, and, and sometimes the Lord will demote you. You see it as a demotion, but it's a promotion. Sometimes he'll take something from you. Sometimes he'll take someone from you. It's mercy. Because he knew you were going to mess something up in the future. You see it as punishment. It's actually mercy. I'm going to take something from you. Because if I don't take it from you, you're going to lose your whole entire reward and maybe end up going to the dark side. See how it is. But, you know, we think we're our own experts. I'm only, I only have wisdom because I know I don't know what I'm doing. So, take heed to that. Sometimes, sometimes you have to walk away from a church. Sometimes you have to walk away from a company. Sometimes you have to walk away from a marriage. Sometimes you have to walk away from family. Sometimes you have to leave a neighborhood. All of these individuals want you to stay in bondage, though. You think you're better than us? No. I just want something better. But they ask those, I don't know why I'm, but they ask those questions because now they feel convicted. They feel bad. They know that you're making a proper decision. And, and when you leave certain scenarios, particularly a church or a company, when you leave a church or a company, the other folk want to leave too, but they don't have courage to leave. And so when they see you going, they're like, they want you to stay to make them feel comfortable. Well, you're going on into the great beyond and to the sea to see what might else, what else might be out there. And I might drown, but at least I enjoyed the trip. I see these movies, it's the end of the world. And the guy, he volunteers to be killed just so he can see the asteroids coming down to the planet. I mean, it's just crazy. Okay, so, all right, let me get rid of this hand.